We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. You know, it's 12.02 right now. If they want to fire me at 12.05, I'll go home and find something to do. I'll have a good day. It's Friday, March 5th, 2021. Alex Berutha here. Shannon McEwen and Ken K. Train Kreitz. All aboard! Some top news here. Um, I, the main thing is the All Star Game. Uh, LeBron and Durant drafted their teams last night. LeBron somehow ended up with Giannis, Curry, Doncic, and Jokic. Not, sure. I think Durant kind of blew it. Um, do, could could this be one of the best All Star teams ever? I mean, for you guys, does any specific year come in mind? Are there any players or teams that I guess bring up any memories from the All Star Game or All Star Weekend at all? I don't understand why LeBron got the first pick if Durant's hurt. With him out, shouldn't he have the first pick to get Giannis? They just do it by it's a popularity contest, and LeBron got the most votes. Well, you know I hate the All-Star game, so I defer to Shannon here. 
Oh, I mean, it's it's a damn impressive lineup. That that is for sure. Um, I can't off the top of my head. I can't think of a specific team that would be better. My guess is there are some very impressive uh, teams like in the 80s and 90s uh, that you can put together. Um, you know, one team here. Probably some I, Western I'm, teams that were a little loaded versus some weaker East squads, maybe. Yeah, 90, 91 Western Conference, Kevin Johnson, Magic Johnson, Carl Malone, Chris Mullen, and David Robinson. I, I don't think that stacks up, honestly, to uh, to LeBron's team this year. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, Matt, those guys are all we're all great players, but Kevin Johnson and Chris Mullen, while great players, Chris Mullen's a Hall of Fame player, everything else, that just doesn't stack up to to what I'm seeing, I guess, I mean, maybe Chris Mullen or Kevin Johnson are the Jokic of those guys, but eh, there's a good chance Jokic wins MVP this year. I don't know that especially you've got, you've got the three best players of the past decade, Giannis, uh, you know, or are you could be argued the three best players of like the past decade with Giannis Curry and LeBron all on the same roster. And then you have, you know, Luca who might be the best player of the next decade and then Jokic, who's this year's, you know, this season's MVP uh, at the halfway point. It's just an absurd lineup. Shane, do you hate All Star Weekend like Ken, or do you are do you enjoy fun? <laughs> I don't hate it like Ken. Um, I honestly would rather prefer to watch a real basketball game than NBA sure. All Star Weekend, though. Okay, that's fair. Um. Speaking of real basketball. Yeah, Cantor, 22 points, 21 rebounds in their 123-119 win over Sacramento. Uh, I'm more intrigued kind of second half. What is the center situation going to be for the Trailblazers? There's some vague statements about Yusuf Nurkic making progress in rehab and continuing to increase on-court activity. Guys, uh, any thoughts on the center position in Portland? They are nine and four heading into the break with Cantor in the middle. It, it's tough. I mean, I think we're just basically going to see what we saw before Nurkic got hurt, um, where he and and Cantor were essentially splitting time um, with Nurkic maybe getting like sixty percent of the playing time and Cantor forty. Um, Cantor's been pretty good. And, you know, Nurkic well, I, was pretty terrible before he got hurt. He, awful. Uh, <laughs> harkening back to his 2015, 16 numbers. He had started, he had started to turn the corner a little bit. Um, but he had a couple games where, you know, he left early. I, if, if you look at the games where he actually logged like close to 30 minutes, he was what you'd expect. Um, but it, it's tough to say. I mean, you got CJ McCollum's going to be coming back as well. Um, so whoever's at center isn't going to have the usage that Cantor's seen uh, in recent weeks. Um, it's going to impact the return of Nurkic and McCollum is going to impact uh, guys like Carmelo Anthony, who has been surprisingly solid, uh, especially recently. Um, he's just not going to need to fill that void on offense as much. Um, so it's I think you hold Cantor. In the short term, especially if you're in a 12 or 14 team league that's got 12 team league with deeper roster spots, probably hold Cantor for a little bit. He can still keep value um, if he's playing 25 minutes per game. 
And I know he was owned in most leagues I play in, uh, even before Nurkic got hurt. Yeah, I I pretty much echo that. I I think you know they will probably be cautious with Nurkic coming back, and they'll ease him back in. I mean, some of this we, we we again we don't know when he's going to come back. That's part of it, and kind of depends on when your team's fantasy playoffs are. Um, I know some leagues are way earlier than others, so keep that in mind when trying to figure out you know who if you can if I, I I'm with Shannon. I don't think you should drop Cantor because if he plays again, even 20 minutes, he can get you like 12 and 12. I also yeah. wonder just what kind of shape Nurkic is in. It seems like I would suspect it'll be a very gradual return for him. Yeah, Wrist think, injury, he should be able to work work out, but we'll see. I, I think the the one scenario is just shallower leagues, right? Like if you're if you're in a 10 team league with shallow rosters and you've got uh you know a, a guy who's out there averaging 15 and 8 He's playing 30 minutes a night that's available on the waiver wire, then it's okay to swap out Cantor for that player. But in, in most standard size leagues, I, I think you hold him. Zion missed Thursday's loss uh, to Miami due to toe irritation, but he is still playing in the All-Star game. Uh, Zion ranks 53rd in nine category leagues in the last 30 days. Uh, that's an average. Great counting stats. Um, the 71% field goal excuse me, free throw percentage on nine free throws a game seems not great, but compared to what he was shooting last year, <laughs> it's an year, improvement. It's very good. Actually. Um, I know he was up close to 75 before. I think he had a couple tough games, but is this someone, I mean, can you even target Zion as a second half trade guy? Or is it just, do you think anyone with Zion is going to hold him almost no matter what? Well, you've got to make the free throw argument and whether your team you know, are you if if your team's ready to tank it to make improvements in other categories, it makes a lot of sense. But I wonder how bad the free throw situation is of the current manager of Zion in your league, and maybe you could convince him to him or her to make a play on free throws. What's tough about that seventy one percent is Zion's doing the right thing. He's driving to the bucket a lot more, getting fouled more, and going to the line, but as you always talk about with Giannis, that's a bad percentage on a lot of attempts. Yeah, I, I think it would be tough, you know, even if you were trying to land Zion from someone who drafted him. I think it's going to be tough to get a good deal out of it because the person who drafted Zion expected a ridiculous, a ridiculously high upside. Most likely they probably reached on him in the draft. And, you know, I mean, th- there's been a lot of talk about how great Zion's been this year. Um, recently, uh, you know, I, I've seen a lot of chatter on Twitter about how, why isn't anyone talking about Zion? Look at how good he's doing. But I mean, really his per 36 numbers are identical to what they were last year. Or, you know, you could make an argument. They're only slightly better or slightly worse. He, he's not to me. He hasn't really made that leap. I think there is still upside. And when, when you're dealing with someone who drafted him, probably overdrafted him, I just feel like they're going to have that same belief. They're going to believe that he hasn't reached his upside for this season yet, and that he's going to be even better in the second half. So it's worth targeting him, but eh, I would rather do it in a points league than than in a uh, rotisserie. And uh, any worries about his toe, Alex? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, he he was kind of 
like a late scratch essentially for last night's game. Um, So I don't, I think that I just think it was kind of bothering him and they were like, well, last game before the all-star break, you're going to play the all-star game. Let's just sit you out. I mean, that happened with like so many like players. Like Steph Curry last night too. And uh, yeah. who else? Paul George. Yeah. Paul, Paul George stood up too fast and got dizziness. Um, so he didn't play either. Um, and I think Wait, that is Paul with- George 51 years old also? I thought yeah. that was just me. <laughs> yeah, I think that one happened like, with like 30 seconds before lock. So pre-All-Star <laughs> Game DFS is about the wor- one of the worst slates you can possibly play. I w- one more Zion stat I want to throw out. The last 12 games... Uh, one and a half stocks and actually 1.6 stocks. Big improvement over last year. Uh, so it's good to see him having active hands again like he did that one year at Duke. Yeah, the main difference for Zion this season, I think, is his playmaking and recently some of his defense. And those are things that he needed to do, obviously, in addition to the free throw percentage. So he's kind of made those incremental improvements that we hoped he would make. Um, and that's why he's doing better in fantasy. All right, well, let's head to uh, San Antonio, where the OKC Thunder beat the Spurs 107-102. San Antonio is gradually getting their players returning from the COVID absence. Rudy Gay is still out. Keldon Johnson's on a minutes restriction. Uh, But this Thunder win, I realize the Spurs are having this challenging COVID return. But to me, this Thunder win kind of waves the flag on, shouldn't these Spurs tank? Shouldn't they trade LaMarcus Aldridge and DeMar DeRozan before they completely fall off a cliff? I mean, talk about the perfect year to tank. No one's in the stands. Uh, I, this this team's old. I don't. I don't know. Tank, tank. I I think the I think just as interestingly, OKC and the Pelicans have the same record. And the Pelicans hired Stan Van Gundy and were doing everything they could. Like, they, they signed Steven Adams after trading for him, and they were doing everything they could to win games. And now the Thunder, who are intentionally trying to lose games by starting, like, Isaiah Roby half the time because Al Horford rests. Um, but I'm, I'm with you, Ken. I just think – I think what it comes down to is I'm – I don't think they want to tank – when Popovich is the coach. I think when Popovich decides to hang it up, that's the only time that they will really be content with. We can do a quote unquote real rebuild. Also for a team that consistently gets really good draft value uh, in the mid to late rounds. Why, why tank, you know, you're still able to get uh, to land the Murray's of the world or the, the um, Ken Keldon Johnson's, um, you know, they, they, it's funny you said it, Shannon, cause I, I was thinking the same thing, but as a reason to make a deal, I know the value is declining on LaMarcus Aldridge and DeRozan, but if you're the Spurs and you can get a mid to late round, first round pick, you're one of the few teams that have proved to make those really valuable. Sure. No. And I, I don't, I mean, I don't disagree with you. I think they should, I think it would be wise to trade, uh, LaMarcus and DeRozan. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll see. I don't think they're going anywhere. You know, the 18 and 14 record that they have today is even rather fortuitous. Yeah. They've got play in play in round written all over them. Almost yeah. the best case scenario. Uh, yeah. Another team that will be looking, uh, for probably play in, uh, tournament stuff, the Grizzlies, 
who recently got Justice Winslow back, uh, kind of a story that's flown under the radar unless you are a a diehard fantasy player. Uh, Justice Winslow uh, last night grabbed 10 rebounds in the very close loss to the Bucks. Uh, essentially, I, I, we just need to highlight that Justice Winslow is back. Uh, he's played six games, and over this stretch, nine and a half points, almost five and a half rebounds, one and a half assists. He's struggling from the field, but that's to be expected after such a long layoff. And it was a hip injury, so you know the explosiveness is, isn't what <laughs> it probably could be. Is this someone that you are looking toward in the second half? Uh, in ter- like, if they happen to be on your waiver wire, like what? You know, how many? Fourteen-team league, twelve-team league. Well, for for a guy who. I mean, I believe he's struggling from the field because he's Justice Winslow. <laughs> yeah, um, that's part of it. Yeah, he, he you're, shot. You're t- highlighting his career 41.6% shooting uh, ability, yeah. Shannon. Yeah, that. I mean, that's always been a big bugaboo with him. I, uh, I, I think he's worth a look, um, especially like 14 team leagues, deeper formats. Obviously, I don't, I, I don't think he comes into play in 10 team leagues um, or uh, 12 team shallower 12 team leagues. Um, he can provide decent all-around value, but free throw percentage isn't going to be great. The field goal percentage isn't going to be great. Not enough three-pointers. He had one season where he hit three-pointers, but he had, he hasn't really proven that he can do that long-term. Um, <clears throat> I mean, there, there's a chance he gets decent production, but I really don't think it's going to be enough to, to apply to, to deeper 12-team or 14-team leagues. He's kind of a classic grindhouse player for Memphis, right? He can't shoot. Mm-hmm. But he plays good defense. Remember when the Heat had him as their backup point guard for a while or giving him a lot of minutes of point guard? They're clearly not going to do that in Memphis. At least they're not doing it early on with only one and a half assists in these first uh, per in these first six games. But I think he's somebody who's probably more valuable in real NBA than he is in fantasy NBA. Yeah, and someone who's not a bad like keeper league target, potentially, depending yeah. on the status of your team. You know, he's a little older, but his stock, again, is, is pretty low. You might be able to just kind of steal him. Uh, so we have a new segment. Uh, I'm going to let you take the lead on this, Ken. It's fan feedback. Yeah, our second uh, try at this. Uh, thank you, fans, for all the comments on YouTube and the Rotowire podcast article page. And we want to give a shout out to Prashil Patel, who had a question for us on YouTube. He is a Carl Anthony Towns manager in a points league, and he's wondering, should he trade Towns, or do we think that he is not a risk to be shut down at the end of the season? Hmm. I think he is a risk to be shut down at the end of the season. Um, so, I, well, again, I, I said this before, check when your fantasy playoffs are. If they're early enough, you shouldn't have to worry about that. If they're late enough, then there's some concern. So check that first. And if they, if you do have a very late fantasy playoffs, I would maybe consider dealing him for someone, if you can, who's on a team that is more competitive. Um, like I'm not sure Damian <clears throat> Lillard is a realistic option, maybe. Um, <clears throat> but you, you need someone who averages at least 50 fantasy points, right, Shannon? 50 is a pretty high watermark. I, I would say... I, I don't think you're getting a top 10 player for him in return. So obviously cat, you know, we had him ranked like I think two overall heading into drafts this year. And obviously he's a top five, top 10 guy um, when he plays, but he just doesn't play enough. And I do, I agree that I think there there's 
worry that Minnesota will shut them down. Um, just be cautious with them in general. They, they, I, I forget if it's the top two or top three picks. Like they need to, they need to land in, in near the top of the draft to keep their draft pick, right? Otherwise, the Warriors get it in the Wiggins trade. So, you know, that's going to be a factor at some point for Minnesota. I worry about Cat playing, you know, more than like seventy percent of the remaining games. And with that in mind, I mean, I would trade him for like a Bam Adebayo. Uh, I. And I think that's along the lines. That's the kind of downgrade you have to take. You're, you're taking the upside and hoping this, those extra games played are enough to move the needle. But if you try moving them for a top 10 player or a top 15 player, Joel Embiid, uh, Jokic, those owners are going to laugh at you. Like they're not, There's no bio, way they accept yeah. it. Yeah. Get, get out of bio and a throw. And I agree with you whole, wholeheartedly. I also worry. I mean, this is another throwaway season for Minnesota with Russell injured. I don't know how how motivated Towns is going to be the rest of the season. Yeah, they need to keep that pick. So, uh, yeah, I deal him for Bam, and uh, or I go for volume as opposed to getting the big the big flashy matching name because uh, I worry Towns' stock is just going to keep gradually sinking. Yeah, one one option might be to wait until the first few games after the All Star break because you know with Beasley out. Um, you know, if Russell misses a couple more, more games, I, I know he hasn't really, he hasn't really popped cat hasn't really popped yet. Um, in the 10 to 12 games that since he's returned, but it's possible that he puts together like a three, a dominating three to four game stretch where then maybe you can get, um, a slightly better upgrade, but it just depends on your team needs. You know, if, if it's, uh, if you need assist, if you need three pointers instead of the big man stats, that then obviously go for somebody who produces those stats and aim for. I would still aim for a top twenty, top twenty-five player. I just think getting a top ten guy in return is probably going to be tough. All right, one other fan comment. Big ups to our fan, Mister Power Metal, who's also a Celtics fan. Go seize. He wants to know if we have any player suggestions for playoff stashes. Marcus Smart sort of comes to mind, but Alex, you posted an article on RotoWire with players returning for the second half. And it, uh, good news, Mr. Power Metal. We have decided since there's no DFS uh, games tonight, or we're going to dive into this in lieu of our uh, DFS section. So, Alex, you want to start us off? Oh, wait. Oh, so I'm going to defer that answer until after our usual waiver wire talk. We're going to talk second half trade targets as well as players returning in the second half uh, after we go through waiver wires. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get to guys like <laughs> that was inelegant. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well, we'll get to guys like Jaron Jackson, DeLon Wright, Nurkic, guys like that. Um, yeah. Okay. So let's, let's shift to the waiver wire quickly then um, for guys available in 50% of leagues. Uh, I think you have to look at Robert Williams uh, of Ken Celtics uh, and also Mr. Power Metal Celtics. Uh, Robert Williams, 43% rostered in Yahoo leagues. He's ranked 79th in eight category leagues over the past two weeks. That's I'm nine, That's nine points on 71% shooting, seven and a half rebounds, two and a half blocks, 1.9 assists, like only 18.8 minutes. Um you know, I mean, I've heard Celtics fans and just national media clamor for more Robert Williams and like less Tristan Thompson slash Daniel Tice. And uh, it kind of seems like you're you're nodding your head in agreement, Ken. 
Well, it happened last night. Tice only played seven minutes despite starting. Um, it's a category play. If you need blocks and rebounds, because the volume's not going to be there for Williams. He's not going to see 30-minute games. They're, right. They like what they get from Thompson. They like what they get from Tice. And Steven, Coach Stevens is always going to play a lot of matchups. So when Williams has a good game, like he did last night, it's still on only, what did he get, 18 minutes last night? I mean, uh, look this up. Uh, 23 minutes, sorry. But on only five field goal attempts. Uh, he's a highlight reel, so it's fantastic as a fan watching. The crazy throw-in lob dunks are amazing. Some of the blocks he get, you can't believe he can reach them. But if you need points, he's not your guy. Uh, and obviously, as a center, if you need assists, even though he passes well for a big man, he's not touching the ball enough to get big assist numbers. But by all means, blocks, rebounds, qualifies at center. Yeah, pick him up. This is kind of a random note, and it's not particularly useful because of the minutes situation, but per 36 minutes, Robert Williams is the sixth-ranked fantasy player this season in eight-category yeah. leagues. So, but, uh, but, but The big gripe with Williams has just been consistency, that he'll make two highlight reel plays and then just completely miss a switch on defense or just have his head in the clouds on a rebound and subsequent play, but I think he's finally figuring that out. It's it's encouraging uh, for the Boston faithful. Uh, Ken, who do you who's your fifty percent of leagues uh, pick here? Well, I'm I'm beating the drum again from last week uh, for Sadiq Bay or Bud Day as we called him last week. Uh, rostered in forty one percent of Yahoo, twenty two percent of ESPN. As he pointed out, he is starting. At forward for Shannon's Detroit Pistons, last night played 36 minutes, put up 14 points, three boards, and four assists. Pistons are rebuilding. They'd be crazy not to give Bay a ton of minutes. Um, uh, Shannon, am I wrong? No, I, I think you know we went over it pretty thoroughly last week. I think we've talked about him a few times. I'm, uh, I agree. I'm a big fan of Bay. I like what he brings to the team. The Pistons are definitely a candidate to move some of their veterans. Um, we'll see. I mean, I don't I don't think they're going to move a guy like Jeremy Grant, um, but pretty much any other veteran on that team is, is probably available via trade. Uh, so it should only, you know, playing time should only open up for Bay uh, as you, the season wears on. Do you have hope, Shannon, that they actually can trade Blake Griffin, or is that definitely going to be a buyout? I would be very surprised if they trade him. Um, and even if they did, they wouldn't get anything in return. The The only way they would trade him is by taking bad contracts back. Um, <clears throat> so I, I, they wouldn't get anything of value. So I I, I don't care what they do. Just uh, focus, focus Just on play building. Bay. Just play yeah, Bay. Play, play Bay. Play Stewart. <laughs> uh, you know, try to do anything you can to uh, – to grow uh, Killian Hayes when once he returns, um, that's really the team. That should be the team's focus. I honestly don't care if they trade Jeremy Grant. I think most Pistons fans who think he's uh, part of the long-term build are insane. Um, he's not young enough or good enough for that. I know yeah. uh, Pistons fans, a lot of Pistons fans seem to disagree with that. But uh, well, he's sort I, of the short-term excuse to buy tickets until uh, the actual timeline comes around, right? Ian Plumley. I, I mean, I get, I guess, I, I don't, I don't consider that much of an excuse uh, to buy tickets. <laughs> <laughs> or I should say, watch TV since no one's buying tickets yeah. yet. But uh, 
right, well, uh, Shannon, why don't you give us your uh, available and 50% of leagues pick? I'm just more or less amazed that this guy's available in more than 50% of leagues, and that's Dylan Brooks, Memphis Grizzlies guard. You know, he's coming off a couple big games. I know he's had an up-and-down season, but he's still averaging 16 points, three rebounds, 1.4 steals, 1.9. Shooter, shoot, baby. Yeah, he's a gunner. Threes. I, I, you know, he's he's basically doing – last year was kind of his breakout and, and from a fantasy standpoint, and he's basically doing the exact same thing this season. I would argue he's having a better year because his steals have jumped up to one, almost one and a half. Um, I, I just – I'm – Blown away, mystified by the fact that he's only that he's only owned in about 45 percent of both Yahoo and ESPN leagues. Um, if he was dropped in your league, uh, you know, 12 team leagues, absolutely worth owning. Uh, probably there's definitely some 10 team leagues where he's worth ownership. Uh, he's a guy to scoop up. Yeah, the Grizzlies. Uh, yeah, like Ken mentioned, he is confidence personified essentially um, for someone who's shooting 32% on threes this year. But yeah, I mean, he's, he's someone that the Grizzlies are confident. Like if, if there's five seconds left on the shot clock and they can't get the ball to John Morant, they will just give it to Dylan Brooks and just say, you know what, you know, make something happen in this possession, which like Sharon said, can lead to some great games and also some bad games. So you yes. kind of got to ride the wave there um, and either hope you catch him on a hot week or you hold him for the long run and, I hope it balances out. Uh, everything balances out. Uh, my long shot of the week is also uh, doubling as my dull suggestion for the week, and that is Danny Green, oh, who is yeah, yeah 24% roster. That's about as dull as it gets. Uh, he hasn't been shooting great lately, so people are quick to drop him. He is like the – I don't even know. He's like the – not the he's like the penny stock of players. People just buy him when he's hot, and then it's it's the cool. He's cool been on the waiver wire for I think twenty two years. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he was born on the waiver wire. Um, I still think he's worth a like fourteen teamer stash. You just never know. Seth Curry gets hurt. Um, Tobias Harris gets hurt again. You just never know what's going to happen. So I think I think he's someone worth rostering just because. He is. He has a good track record, essentially. Well, he's another category play too, right? He's going to get uh, 1.3 steals a game. If you need steals and threes, great. If you need yep. scoring volume, eh, not so much. Yeah, the only thing is like, you know, as we talk about like category plays, the three and D category play is like everyone in the NBA at this point. That's not a superstar. <laughs> you know. Good point. Good point. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so there yeah, are other that, three and D guys. You're saying. Probably, but that doesn't mean that Danny Green is still not. I mean, if you're again 14 team league, he he should probably be a stash. Um, okay, Ken, who is your long shot of the week? I've got a recycled name, and I can't. I'm going back to Detroit. Dennis Smith Jr.'s 26 percent on Yahoo, so I'm tweaking it one percentage point here. Uh, we do know Delon Wright returns after the All Star game, but they're giving Old Man Wayne Ellington a lot of minutes, and I would think with Wright's return. Ellington would be sitting more, not Smith. Uh, he did have a triple-double this past week, uh, which I think for a lot of casual NBA fans were like, oh, Dennis Smith's in Detroit? <laughs> you know, obviously for the D. Rose trade. Uh, but uh, what the heck, he's he's somebody who could gobble up a ton of minutes or you could drop him in two weeks after the All-Star break. But that's why he's a long shot. Mm. Yes, he is a long shot to finish the season on the Pistons roster. Um, 
whether and I don't believe he has any trade value. So no, and no, I still no. I still think he's a long shot to to stay on the team all year. Uh, no, I don't. He's good he, as long as Delon Wright is out. Then Dennis Smith is worth consideration. Beyond that, um, and we should also mention Killian Hayes as well. I, there hasn't been a lot of updates on Killian Hayes' injury status, but he's another guy. Like if Wright and Hayes get back, then Dennis Smith is uh, absolutely probably going to go on the waiver wire in the actual NBA. Um, so we'll we'll see. I, it's it's the efficiency uh, is not there. He's shooting a stellar or a, well thirty eight. That's actually okay for him. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Well, Uh, my play here is maybe right. You know, still has some injury issues a week or two after the break and Smith's going to gun. He's desperate for a job period anywhere. This is his showcase. Remember when he wanted to go to the G league. So he gets some minutes. Uh, This is his showcase and Detroit's going to need minutes if the current injuries hold. So you could get two hot weeks out of Smith. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, all right, let's go to my long shot of the week. Justin Patton for the Houston Rockets. He is a 23-year-old center. Uh, hasn't gotten much run in the NBA yet, but uh, the past three games, he's shown some signs of life. He is a former first-round pick, um, number 16 overall in 2017. Uh, past three games, two of which were starts. He is averaging... Oh, let me see. I had this pulled up. He was averaging uh, 8.7 points, 5.7 rebounds, 2.3 steals, and 1.7 blocks. Uh, He's lengthy. Really, He's armsy. Yeah. Wingspan. Yep. The, the, I, you know, I knew he could block shots, but that defensive upside is still uh, somewhat surprising. Like, he was decent uh, at blocking shots in, in college, but, you know, picking up uh, nearly – Four combined steals and blocks uh, isn't something I envisioned from him. Um, but I just like I like where he's at with the Rocket and where the Rockets are in relation. Uh, P.J. Tucker is probably out the door before the trade deadline. Um, you know, DeMarcus Cousins, obviously, is already out of the mix. So, you know, Christian Wood will, will play center when he returns. Um, but in the meantime, they don't have anyone else who really plays center. Right? You know, yes, Tucker. But Jason Tate gets some looks uh, at the five. He's extremely undersized, more undersized than P.J. Tucker even. Um, so I just think I think Patton, until Wood gets back, will continue to see a decent run. And, you know, especially if you need those defensive stats, he's he's worth a look in in like 14 team leagues. Now Houston only had eight players available in that win over the Nets. Uh, where Paxson did get a big 27 minutes of run. And I wonder how long that situation is going to hold while they're waiting for Woods and other guys to come back. And the Rockets are going to – the Rockets, I also believe they're like – it might only take like one week after the All-Star break until they go into full tank mode. Uh, I mean, they're 11-23. and 23. Um, They've been absolutely horrendous since Wood got hurt. Um and I, I just wouldn't be surprised if they blow up everything. Um, you know, Oladipo, I believe, is a free agent after the year. He's probably going to be gone. Uh, so tra- they can trade Oladipo. You guys think yeah. he's going to be on the Rockets at the end of this season? No. No, I, I don't. don't either. The, the longer this goes on, I think, the more it seems like they'll trade him. Um, and I'll even, I mean, His burst has not looked strong while he's in a Rockets uniform. He does not look fully healthy. Yeah. Um. Okay, I think 
Oh, you have a, you have a dull suggestion, Ken. Oh, uh, right. We already covered Danny Green for you. Well, this is the definition of dull. Maxi Kleba, 13% at Yahoo. Mark Cuban's favorite NBA top shot player. Don't ask me why I know that. Uh, super dull, but if you need blocks and threes, he's ranked 75th in nine category leagues over the last 14 days. Uh, anyway, that I really, that, I, I'm stressing more the dull than the upside or, or any kind of long-term play. <laughs> Just wanted I to think, have a really dull name. I think Cuban. I think Cuban said that because he has too many Maxi Kleber cards that he needs to get off of off Top Shot. He's trying to drive the value up. <laughs> Maybe so. Maybe so. Yeah. About to get a call from the FCC if he keeps doing that. <laughs> um, okay, let's uh, let's actually get to our returning players for the second half slash trade targets portion of the podcast, so that we can actually answer. Mr. Power Metals. No, whose question was that? Was that his no, question? It yeah, it was. Metal, well done. Yeah. Well done. His question. Um, so I, the guy I'm going to highlight is Otto Porter, and that's mainly because I think you can just get him very easily. Um, He's available. <laughs> yeah, as we as we all know, anyone who's, who's played a lot of fantasy knows that there are a lot of fantasy managers that will not trade. They just don't feel like it. They think you're trying to rip them off every time you offer them. They just won't participate. So it takes 48 emails, and it's just not worth the effort, man. Ugh. Yeah. Um, you have to call Mark Cuban to say that that player is his favorite player uh, on national television. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Otto Porter, I think you can get him easily. There was a five-game stretch. I know this is a this is a huge sample, very indicative of that. But he, he he started and averaged 15 points, eight rebounds, two and a half threes, two assists, and a steal in 27 minutes. He's been hurt a lot. He's in and out of the lineup. He is a very old, I think, 28. Um, I don't, for some reason, have his age pulled up. But he aged at warp speed. He, he did. It, alarming. Well, when your name's Otto Porter, I think you just kind of... <laughs> You very quickly turn. You should be car. driving one of those convertible old timey cars where the the wheels are all rubber and don't have air in them, you know, and they're really big. Yeah, no power steering. <laughs> uh, Porter himself doesn't have power steering anymore, but he can still hit threes. Um, he, so he somehow looks like Danielle Marshall. I don't know how that happened, and I mean like current Danielle Marshall, like forty five year old Danielle Marshall. Danielle Marshall is just like shooting on like a Nerf hoop in his backyard. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know what the Bulls plan for him is. He's on an expiring contract. Maybe they buy him out. I don't know. They're looking towards the playoffs. Maybe they try to trade him. I think, I think they're going to play him 25 minutes if he's healthy. So you just got to hope that he bounces back to some sort of form that looks like those wizards years, essentially. In a way you're, you're sort of highlighting him. If you have bench room as another long shot, that's certainly getting paid at a level that ought to get a lot of minutes, whether he deserves it or not. Yeah, 100%. Shannon, Shannon, give us two uh, second half names you want to point out. So one guy, one guy I would be targeting in, in trades is Tyrese Halliburton. Um, you know, it's he's been great. My thought here, as far as like him as a trade target, is the fact that he's been out for a couple games, and you know, four games he's missed now, heading into the All Star break, and, and maybe you'd be able to capitalize on that and get him at a decent price. I think he is going to far exceed his production to date this season uh, in the second half of the year. Um, the Kings aren't good. Uh, they are not going to make the playoffs. Um, 
I know we got we got some gruff last year because I or during the bubble because we slandered the Kings. Well, the slander still remains. They're not good. They they won't compete. They're going to tank in the second half. And once they do, they're going to really unleash Halliburton. Halliburton's playing about 30 minutes per, uh, but there are plenty of times, especially earlier earlier in the season, um, when they were they were only playing him 24, 25 minutes. He hasn't started that many games. Uh, I think he's only started two or three games so far this season. Uh, even with those, you know, the minutes restrictions, the lack of starting, uh, he's still been just great and, and improving throughout the year. Four games before his injury, 19.8 points, 3.8 rebounds, 6.5 assists, 2.8 steals, almost one block, and 2.8 three-pointers. Um, good efficiency, too. 86% from the line, almost 48% from the floor. Uh, I think he's going to blow up in the second half of the season. Uh, not enough to challenge LaMelo uh, for a rookie of the year bid because right. LaMelo is going to also blow up, uh, as he already has. He's blowing up, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I think Halliburton and LaMelo are really going to just carve out uh, and prove that they're the cream of this rookie crop uh, for the last that, 30 that, games of the season. That makes a ton of sense, Shannon. You know what? Save your two other names for after my Celtics rehash here. Uh, I'm gonna. You know, we already mentioned Time Lord. Uh, Alex did a great job of bringing up his uh, uh, amazing stats on short time. I'm just gonna bring up Marcus Smart again, and maybe this is to Alex's point. There's a lot of three and D guys out. Smart's returning from a calf injury. Um, he might miss a game or two after the break, but uh, before he got hurt, 1.8 steals a game, 1.6 threes a game, plus 6.1 assists. For that calf injury, Smart's a really good ball distributor. Uh, he is, though, the fourth scoring option on the team, and his field goal shooting percentage is an issue. So it's more of a category play, and his return is probably more exciting for the Celtics than for fantasy managers. I mean, the assists and steals, that's a thats a nice combination. Obviously, his field goal percentage isn't going to be great. He's another kind of heat check guy who, like, who likes to shoot threes, even though he's not an elite shooter. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's... The Celtics just need talent on the court. So you shouldn't like no one should be worried that Smart is going to dip under 30 minutes a game or something like that. No, and no, right now he's all the run he can get. Yeah. Yeah. Per game in a category fantasy league, he is 79th. Uh, last season, he was 60th. So there is some there is still some wiggle room for for upside. Um, I've got I've got one more guy who's returning should be returning soon. Aaron Gordon, um, when, when he was ruled out on February first, it was for four to six weeks. So that six weeks will be right 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 after the All Star break. Uh, if that timeline holds, he'll be ready uh, either right after the All Star break or shortly thereafter. There hasn't really been any updates since then. Um, I think he's he's worth taking a look. Maybe you can grab him. Maybe maybe if you're in a shallow enough week, he was dropped. Uh, if that's the case, I think it's it's smart move to pick him up now. Um, if he he might be if he's owned in other leagues, you could probably get him for cheap. Uh, one one caveat with Gordon I just want to mention is yeah he's decent scoring, decent rebounding, um, but his efficiency is a problem. Uh, so if you're in rotisserie leagues, you might want to steer clear. He, he only shoots 43% from the floor. And the free throw free throw line is really where whenever I own him in a rotisserie league, that's where I end up. I almost always end up parting ways because his free throw shooting percentage. Um, he's just never really took that next step. Uh, he's at 61% this year. He was 67 and a half last year. So 
that that's a tough area. But points based based leagues, uh, especially I I like Aaron Gordon as a trade target or gra- someone to grab off waiver wires right now. Career high assists this year, also a four point two a game, probably speaks more to the lack of point guards in Orlando. <laughs> you think he finishes the season with the Magic, Shannon, or Alex? Probably. I I don't know. I mean, it seems like I mean the Mad talk about another team. Um, like the Spurs, who you could argue should be tanking, really. And I think I think that's Orlando. Um, I don't know what that. The, I think the problem is the trade market for Gordon is so probably muted that they don't want to trade him for such a low. It, it just would look bad yeah, if they he traded are, him. Get what he actually deserves. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think there are teams that could be interested. He's still young. He still has upside. He's under control for. I think another two seasons, maybe only one after this year. Um, it's it's tough. I, I, I think, you know, if you could go, you could go to the Magic and get like Terrence Ross and Aaron Gordon. Um, if you're a competitive team, then I think they would both help at almost any squad's uh, top seven, top eight rotation. Um, but I don't think it's necessarily a good thing for his fantasy value uh, for either one of those right. guys, Terrence Ross, too, if they get moved. Um, because it'll probably, I just don't see it being, you know, when, when, when Gordon's healthy, he's like the number two scoring option or, you know, he's two, two a and two B with someone else behind Vooch, uh, on the magic. I don't see him going to a scenario where he's going to be in a better position than that. I agree. Um, okay. Uh, is there anybody else for you, Shannon, or should we just move on now? We can go, we can move on. Okay, Ken, uh, it is time for your old man rant. Ah, you know what bristles my whiskers? Smart kids. I feel a thousand years old as NBA Top Shot explodes and young Bitcoin billionaires profit off another obscure web-only finance balloon. Somehow every kid in San Francisco is treating blockchain technology as a personal cash machine. They're swapping YouTube NBA highlights and laughing at old people like me and Shannon. My own kid has a job working for an electric airplane company. I tried explaining what he does at our local diner, and my son begged me, Dad, please stop. My stupidity was humiliating him. Next, he'll probably print money from a Peyton Pritchard three-point highlight and stick me in an old folks' home. When when you were explaining this, how many times did you say, thingamajig or doohickey? Probably uh, once or twice each. Yeah. These planes are amazing. They're huge. They're going to be and yet all electric. It's amazing technology. But uh, you're right. I And what's in a jigger? I probably use that as well while hiking my pants up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay. As far as mispronounced names go, um, we, we probably pron- uh, mispronounced uh, Prashil Patel's name. I, I'm pretty fan. I, I totally, I'm sure I screwed up the fan's name. Yeah. Sorry. Prashil. Yeah. Or Prashil or Mr. Paddle. Sorry. Or Mr. Patel. It's Patel. It's, we, 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 definitely, know that. we definitely <laughs> didn't mess up Mr. Motorhead death metal. No, we got- <laughs> Shannon, did we have any other screw ups? I don't think so. You no called me, bidet. you called me old. Um, <laughs> That's How many true. kids do you have? Doesn't you matter. reproduced. That ages you, man. 
I thought, Ken, I thought you might have said Paxson when talking about Patton. And I, that's understandable, though. I, I assumed you just had John Paxson on your mind. <laughs> that sweet game-winning championship jumper, John Paxson. Probably so. Probably so. Yeah. Um, he's, okay. He's secretly Paxton's love child. <laughs> that actually makes all kinds of sense. <laughs> uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us on the RotoWire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Ken, take us out of here. Let's go to Oklahoma City and the late, great college basketball coach Abe Lemons, who said, Ooh. Abe Lemons, all-time basketball coach of Oklahoma City University, where I've, I've never been close to. But anyway, he did say, there are really only two plays, Romeo and Juliet, and put the damn ball in the basket. Attention, passengers. This three-card fantasy train wreck has hit the end of the line. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.